Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry. And this is our podcast where we give you a behind the scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics. And please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Another day, another podcast, oh, my man. Yeah. We just we just crank them out. We are the machine. We are the podcast machine. Yeah. The big wheel in the sky, if you will. Big wheels keep on turning. I was thinking of the journey song. Proud Maverick keep on something. Turning. They're both turning? Yeah. Big wheels are turning and Proud Mary's turning? Of course. Proud Mary was a riverboat. I did not know that. <laughs> I, may, I think I made that up, but right. I also think did I might be right. <laughs> I might be right, actually. Well, big wheel, proud Mary. That makes sense. Yeah, the big and it's wheel rolling on the river. Yeah, I think it is. I think I was right subconsciously. I think I nailed that. <laughs> was proud Mary a boat? Was proud Mary in the song "Proud Mary" a riverboat? Who sings that? Credence. You ever been on a riverboat? Credence. Uh, Tina Turner. No, she does. Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. But I think Credence did do a cover of that yeah, as well. Yeah, it was written by John Fogarty. Oh, there you go. So he didn't do a cover. Tina Turner did a cover. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I guess I do remember that. But uh, Proud Mary, yeah, by Credence. Um, yeah, you're right. Ike and Tina Turner. They redid the song in 1973. Oof. Oh, or maybe. Don't don't piss off that guy. Who? Which Ike. one? Ike. Oh, yeah. I like Ike. Mm, he wasn't a good gentleman. He he liked the drink. Ike you know Turner. I mean. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. It was Tina Turner's husband. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. figured that much. And he was a background singer. Oh, okay. Well, mm. like he sang with her. Well, it but sounds he, like he was a front ground singer. If his name's that's in there. true. And he, but he had a he had a stiff backhand. Uh, Proud Mary I mean. was a, a t- was a tugboat. Oh, a tugboat. A tug that inspired. The song. So, I mean, I'm guessing it was a battle boat. So you probably... Boat. A battle boat? Paddle boat. <laughs> I thought you said a battle boat. Of course. That's what I would assume as well. Yeah, paddle boat. That's what I was thinking. Okay. There's some you... interesting facts about this song. In the beginning, Proud Mary had nothing to do with a riverboat. Did you know that? No. No, I didn't. I mean, I'm the one who said I thought it was about a riverboat, so I would have known. <laughs> you Well, you do know about riverboats. I do. Actually, not I'm in the I'm in the business of river boats. <laughs> not a lot of paddle boats, probably. No, but have you ever taken a, a on the Mississippi River? There is a lot of paddle boats actually that still do, but they don't actually operate by paddle boats. The yes, pa- the paddle is just for looks. No, they got big diesel engines under there that power the paddle. That seems like a terribly inefficient they, way to do one, things. There, there is 100 still paddle boats that operate on the Mississippi River. I've been on a paddle boat on and they the do Illinois like, River. They do and it dinner was a cruises. cruise. Yeah, dinner cruises. Out of Starved Rock that we took once. My Probably. family went on that. So in the beginning, Proud Mary had nothing to do with a riverboat. Instead, John Fogarty envisioned it as a story of a woman who works as a ra- maid for rich people. 
She gets off the bus every morning and goes to work and holds their lives together, he explained. Then she has to go home. Because she's proud. It was Stu Cook who first introduced the riverboat aspect I of the song. I knew Stu would do that. The idea came to him as a group watched the television show Maverick, and Stu made the statement, hey, riverboat, blow your bell. John agreed that the boat seemed to have something to do with the song that he may have been brewing in his mind for quite some time, waiting to take conscious shape. Kind of like you. Yeah. You just said that. It's just intuitively you knew it in the back of your head. Yeah. Uh, When he wrote the music, he made the first few chords evoke a riverboat paddle wheel going around. Thus, Proud Mary went from being a cleanup lady. That's a weird phrase. They say cleanup lady. lady. But I think what they meant was cleaning lady. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) To a boat. There you go. Okay. Now we know. And uh, the song came together on the day John Fogarty got his discharge papers from the U.S. Army. Huh. Interesting. I, I guess I didn't even know he was in the army. Uh, I know a guy who's a big John Fogarty fan. Me, me too. I mean, who He's is phenomenal. first yeah. off? Right. First off, any red-blooded American better be fans of John Fogarty. But um, my brother-in-law, Greg, Gregory. Yeah, he's currently trying to learn his catalog of music on guitar. Yeah, is he taking guitar lessons or something, or is this like a I don't new know. thing for him? I don't know. But he was tr- he was wanting to. I know that. I don't yeah. know if he actually ever found anybody to give him lessons but i'd give him lessons can you play the guitar yeah i'm a i'm a proficient guitarist a bit of a virtuoso a bit yeah really a bit yeah okay can you do like classical uh i can do anything really yeah can you do that have you ever seen the movie um ah crap of course i can't think of it not drumline no august rush uh no you've never seen august rush no Oh my gosh, it's a phenomenal movie. Robin Williams is in it. I've, um, I think I've like seen it, like the title, like on not Netflix, the, but something. The guy, uh, the kid, August Rush, is in a TV show on ABC now. He's like a, an autistic doctor. Oh, the Good Doctor. The Good Doctor is that ABC? Yeah, that's a pretty good show. Actually, so, I've only caught a couple episodes ever, but so that doctor was the kid in August Rush. No kidding. Um, but the thing is, is like. He was like a homeless kid that was wandering around and was really like just a, a Dude, savant. I have at, seen this movie at playing the guitar. I remember that. And he movie. used to he would like slap the strings and play it on his lap. Yeah, you know, slap at the bass. But the guitar slap at the bass, man. Yeah, kind of. But no, I do remember that, and I did see that movie it's, like a, a while ago. Oh yeah, it's an older movie. Like, I mean, oh. uh, mid two thousands. Yeah, you know, uh, but it's really good. Are you like a savant like that? No, I'm not a savant, but I'm I'm proficient enough to be able to grab a guitar at any time and make people think that I'm a lot better than I am. Oh, well, that's all you really need to like do. Like I can isn't play, and you know, any like if you name a song, I can pretty much if I look up the tabulature, Gangsters Paradise, I can pretty Julio. much play that song. Here's a question: Do drummers pay attention to music at all? They can. There is certainly sheet music for drumming, but 95 to 99% of drummers probably don't, don't read music. That's what I was going to... I can't read uh, sheet music for guitar. So how exactly do drummers all drum to music, to any different song? You just uh, you got to feel the beat. But every drummer could be doing something different for that song. Yeah, then. but it all fits in the time signature. That you're playing within so 
any music you're playing has a time signature. Right. So four, four time, four beats in the specified amount of time based on the tempo. Uh-huh. And basically you would lay down your bass and snare or hi-hat, you know, traditionally are your like background um, time signature. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, but you could do that to any song. You can. And then you can, and then the rest is just splashing it up with the breaks. So if you're playing on 4 4 time, the, the space between those four notes, the eighth notes and the 16th notes, you can kind of fill with whatever you want as long as it's on rhythm. Really? Yeah. It just seems like there's so much to that. And most of it for drumming, for drummers, um, is just intuitive. So, if you feel that if you can, you know, you're driving the rhythm as a drummer right. first off. So um, as long as you stay within that time signature, you can kind of uh, embellish as much as you want, as much as your skill allows you to like, for example, hit a bunch of 16th notes and get right back on to yeah. the four, four time signature. So um, where you start to hear bad drummers is when, and it, it it's really evident when you're when not you, back in rhythm. Yeah. When you're off rhythm. Yeah. And it's easy to do that in drum because you might want to do something, but you might not be quick enough to make it happen in the allotted amount of time. Okay. So, and then a lot of, you know, your flourish is individual creativity or just practice or. But in learning the drums, obviously you have to learn a core, uh, like a core music right like to any song there has to be a basic music to that for the drummer not really i mean um you know you can play the same song with like a hundred different ways on drums and it's going to sound good because as long as you're within the rhythm and the tempo and the time signature you can do whatever you want essentially Hmm. that's crazy to me yeah, it just seems crazy to me that I mean it's no different with guitar. So right when you, when you well uh, it is because there's certain notes that they're playing. Well, like, yes and no. So for example, uh, if you're a rhythm guitarist, which I would say um, is the it's the easier thing to be um, than a lead guitarist. So uh, I'm a pretty serviceable rhythm guitarist. Um, so on rhythm guitar, you basically have to hit certain chords. Yes, and that's the um, background of your song is a certain chord structure sure um now you can if there's chords that are adjacent to those that you can transition through those chords and add a little bit of depth to the music but it isn't really going to change um the core chord structure um then there's lead guitar so in lead guitar whatever your key is that you're playing within whatever key those sequence of chords fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, there's scales on the guitar that yes. are within that, um, in that same key. So you can jump around just like the drummer, and you can play through any of that, um, any of those notes, in any order or any speed, as long as you're on tempo. So if you're on tempo and you're on rhythm, it, you can fly through a bunch of different notes that are in the same scale. You know, at a sixteenth pace, but I feel as like as long as you is, make it back to where you need to be. But I feel like this is in that is in creation of a song, not necessarily, so, not necessarily. You can do it in an existing song structure easily, and it just adds maybe a different dynamic to it, but it won't actually change the bass structure of the song at all because that is set by um, 
your rhythm guitarist or most times your bass guitarist who's actually providing the back the the actual chord structure of the song through bass so there's lots of different ways to do it but sometimes you can even if you have the drummer going and you have a bass guitar providing the background uh, chord structure mm-hmm. you can actually your rhythm guitarist can riff off that and your lead guitarist can riff off that um, and you can still sound the, the the song can still be recognizable but everybody's adding different flavors and layers to it yeah Gosh. it's pretty interesting when you get down to it because in a lot of really songs is. the melody is created by the vocalist so really yeah yeah most of the time the melody of the, the song melody of the song is, is in the different. lyrics or yes. not in the lyrics but in the the vocal melody um, that's the actual recognizable part of the song to most people is the melody of the singer's voice. The chord structure behind it, um, you don't tend to notice that much. But sure. once you play that chord structure, you, for example, most songs fall within very similar chord structures. Yes. There's only so many chords. Um, but you, there's probably 20 different songs that have the exact same chords, right? And what differentiates those yes. songs would purely be tempo, rhythm, and the vocal melody. How did you learn so much about music? I just, I'm a natural. I'm a natural to it. Yeah, but you had to have learned it somehow. You just you learn by practice. It. I should have done that. I've always wanted <laughs> I mean, to be I've a been musician. playing guitar since I was in eighth grade. Yeah. Um, I and, and before that, I would play trumpet and stuff, but I didn't. I was a trumpeter as well. A trumpeter. that... That I followed notes. Correct. And I never so, did that with guitar. I don't know any notes. I can read a tabulature, which yeah, is a visual representation of the strings you need to pluck in what order if you're doing uh, finger style. And that's what my brother did to learn guitar. Like he just played tabs all the time and then he started learning on his own. Yeah. But most tabulatures are just the chords. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. These are the chords you got to play in this sequence. And then. But if that you, is a good you, way to learn. If you came ac- but with the tab, if you came across a song that you've never heard before, you would, would not be, be able to recreate that song. It would be very hard to do, yeah. Right, because you have to know kind of the strumming pattern and when to end one chord and start another chord. Yeah. So that's the, the problem with a tablature. That's why it's not sheet music. Now, with sheet music, if you can read it, if you, can you, play it. you should be able to play it and it should sound exactly like that song every time it's handed to you. Right. But I don't think there's a lot of people out there that can read sheet music for guitar. No? No. I mean, would. unless you've went to school f- You'd have to go to music. school for it, honestly. I mean, that's a... It's just like reading... You know, you have to... There's different methods to anything, like even piano. Most children are taught to read sheet music when they yes. learn piano. Most of the research suggests that's probably not the best way to learn it. The best way to learn it is called the Suzuki method. Really? Suzuki, huh? Yeah. and Man, uh, They had a Suzuki uh, Ninja, was it? It used to flip over all the time. <laughs> Terrible vehicle. So Marley's been wanting to get cash piano lessons, but I'm a stickler because I'm like, I'm only he's only doing piano lessons if I, if I can find a Suzuki Method teacher. And there's the only one around here is in Seneca. We had one that we went to for Grady. She was right in Mazan, and then she moved to Seneca, and then... I his, think it's that's the lady. Oh, no, she moved. Oh, she's okay. gone. The very this was, this would have been when Grady was in kindergarten. So it was two years ago now. He went and was doing really well with piano. I was kind of excited about it because I wanted him to be, I wanted him to learn music. Um, and then he, we dropped him off one day for piano lessons, and she's like, "Oh, by the way, this is his last lesson because I'm moving to Wisconsin." Oh, uh, oh, was he? Okay. Was it the Suzuki method? I have no. I don't know what that is. Okay. 
what is that method? Um, it's learning basically, I mean, there's more to it, but let's shortcut it by saying it's playing, learning to play by ear rather than play by sheet music. Oh no, that was not what it was. She had music. The great thing about like Suzuki method. There um, might be another uh, piano teacher in Seneca right now. It's a lot of the same way people generally learn guitar to where, um, the idea behind it is if you're an adult, somebody says a song, you can literally just start playing it. Yeah. You don't need to have sheet music in front of you because you're playing by ear, by chord, right. you know, stuff like that. My ears are out of tune. Your ears deceive you. E- very much so. <laughs> so I would be completely out of tune. Some people just inherently are musically talented and some people aren't. Right. And then there's some people that aren't that want to be. And they can and overcome it that. destroys your well-being on the inside. But you can overcome that bad. with a lot of practice. Right. If I would put time into it. I wanted to buy a ukulele one time. I was like all into this. I was like, I'm buying a ukulele. I'm going to learn this. It looks so easy. And then Amy talked me down from that because I get like really into things. It's not very hard. No, I know. But she was right in the fact that she said, you're going to buy this and you're going to put about maybe a month into this thing and then never probably touch it again. Yeah. I was like, "Mm, you got me there. That's probably exactly what's going to (laughs) happen. So I didn't buy one. But uh, it's not that big of a deal. I'd much rather learn the drums. I would love to learn the drums. But I used that's to have a drum set. That's not something I'm going to bring in my house. I used to have a drum set, and I gave it to a Snarf Talk listener, Ian Hicks. Really? Yeah, and then he sold it. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. That's capitalism. I don't right know if he sold it or gave it away. I'm just joking. <laughs> that's funny. It was a really bad drum set, but I got it for free, actually. So. Oh, really? Yeah, it used to be in my uh, living room of my old house. Really? Right in the living room, huh? Yeah, I played it all the time. Did you really? Yeah, usually uh, with groups of people uh, after Kinsman Bar. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, that makes much more sense. That's funny. But I had some other friends uh, that, uh, some friends, Whitey, I don't know if you know Whitey. I do. I guess. Yeah. We used to hang out and he's also, you know, into music. So we'd go to the bar and we'd come back to my house and we'd jam. Nice. But it usually ended up in... It's a lot of stumbling around. Usually the drum set ended up getting knocked all over the house. It, it was like the, it was your original Snarfioki. <laughs> yeah. But better probably. I was because you good. had music or you had like actual instruments yeah. involved. We do not use instruments in our Snarfiokis. No, we're going to. That's my plan. We should. It really is. But, know. you know, I just haven't, uh, I need a formalized recording studio to have all that stuff available yeah, at all times. We don't have that. No, but we will. At some point. Soon. Yeah, within within a month. Within a month, you think we're going going to have a, by a the, workable uh, studio by the end of February? If you can find us a table or build us one by the end of February, okay, that gives me a time frame. <laughs> There's a lot of tables on Facebook. I found I a great table in Morris that is six by four, perfect. Is just what we need? But the lady wants four hundred fifty bucks. It just people are really proud of their tables, and you know? she, and it, and it says right in the end. It could use a coat of paint. You want 450 really? bucks and it needs a coat of paint? And then you want me to spend like $50 on paint? No. No. So I told her I gave her 150 bucks. And she never responded. And she to said you. 400 And I said 150 <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, she doesn't like you. I haven't heard back from her yet. Yeah. I said, I don't need the chairs. You can sell them separately. Right. And make up your 450 bucks. Bam. I'm like, it's got to be like $50 a chair. There's six chairs. Easily. I just, that's what I've noticed is people are, people are very proud of their tables. Like this table is beyond any other table you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) 
and I need $600 for this. And I just don't think that's right. No. I mean, that's expensive for just a table. Yeah. And we don't, really don't need anything super fancy. No, that's our problem. We just need like a shitty table. Right. Which I found tables that are kind of like shitty, but they just weren't the right size is the problem. Yeah, it's like the six, a six by four would be perfect for us. But. I agree. Um, so there's been some news and this is, uh, this has happened a few weeks ago now. Um, sad news of Kobe Bryant's death. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't really want to talk about just his death. I wanted to talk about like how it's been reported and discussed in the news. Okay. Because I feel like this has been, um, talked about differently than any other celebrity's death. And the reason I say that is because I've seen so much and heard so much, like, because I listened to 670 The Score, it's a, a talk radio a station out of Chicago in our area, and they've been doing it. Uh, other news organizations like big, like the big three news, news organizations and online, uh, pe- people I know on Facebook have been posting things about um, quit talking about Kobe and pay attention to the other people that were in the helicopter. Yeah, I find that kind of annoying. It so, annoys me. Yeah, I wanted to get your take on this because I felt like so so many people do talk about Kobe and I understand that you don't want to overshadow someone else's death, especially his daughter, the other young lady that was in the uh helicopter, her parents, another coach, like there were the pilot himself. I un- we all understand that there are other people that that died in this. And did you know it was wreck. that the pre the helicopter was the state of Illinois Previously helicopter. owned by state of Illinois, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but here's the thing that I wanted to talk about is that, like, we know that those people died. We obviously, that's a very tragic event for all of them. But what I, I had commented on a guy I was in the military with on his post on Facebook, and he said uh, he put a really, like, snobby thing up about nobody paying attention to them. And I said, a well, a lot listen. of people have it's, and I know it's like, it's crazy. You're even bringing this up because Marley brought this up t- to me last night and she said, this is driving me crazy. And it's like, it's really, I just, she, I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly what she said, but, and I totally agree with her that like, I, I get it. Like all these people like think they're like, it doesn't, I don't know why they're bringing it up. Like it I doesn't, it doesn't make anything. They're like, Oh, you know, other people died. And I'm like, yeah, yes. Here's the thing. So, the difference with this, though, and the way any human just will innately think is that we have all formed a connection with this man, regardless if you've enjoyed him in basketball or any of it. He's been put on TV and you like subconsciously have a connection to somebody because you know their name, you know they played basketball, you know whatever it is they've done. You formed that small connection in your brain, so you feel like you know who he was because he was in the limelight. I'm gonna be honest; like I wasn't a so, huge. I'm not a huge basketball guy, and I've never been no. a huge Kobe fan or anything. But like, I was like really like, like yeah, it was I felt super awful, sad. Like, yeah, all day. I I did as well. I was coming through. It just was so shocking, and uh, and like especially since like I've seen him a lot of stuff since. I know he was doing some like amazing things. Yeah. Like Big he time ma- for he the made women's NBA and uh, the WNBA. And for children's basketball. And like he was making documentaries. He just won an Academy Award. He did, yeah, for a short for film. Like 
I guess like I never saw that, but I guess it was like really moving, and it was talking about like his life yeah. coming up, and um, it just seems like he was doing some amazing things, and I, and that's not why I was bummed out. I don't know why. I just it really like affected so, me. So that's that was the point I was gonna make is that regardless of what of your stance on basketball or Kobe Bryant, we've known him in the like celebrity world or on our TVs for a long time My whole I mean, life. since he was 17 years old and he's 41 now. So right. yeah, our, our entire lives. So you have this connection regardless of what you think to him, no matter what. So wouldn't, wouldn't you automatically say like Kobe Bryant died in his helicopter before you would say anybody else? Well, and I don't, I guess that my you know, whole thing like, is like, like I don't understand what you're trying. I saw a lot of those posts that are like, why are you talking about Kobe? There's these other people like, don't talk about him because he's some celebrity. We talk about these other people. And I saw some posts that are like, um, well, this soldier died in Afghanistan. Nobody's talking about that. I'm like, none of these things have to do with each other. They don't tie into each other. Like, I, I get I the people that were in that plane. Like, I get how that ties in. But be, just because you're not talking about them and you are talking about the fact that you were affected, but for whatever reason, by Kobe dying, doesn't mean you're taking anything away from them. And you don't have to. And it got as ridiculous as people posting um, things on social media of a plane crashing, killing 30 uh, U.S. military members uh, and one like U.S. civilian that was on the plane with them. Uh, they were talking about this plane that crashed, killed 30 people in Afghanistan, uh, and nobody's talking about this, right? Well, if you click on the article, it's an article from 2005. Right. Why are you posting something from 2005 and trying to relate it to something now? It's, I, I don't. It's a weird. Um, I just don't. It's a weird thing that's going on. I don't get it. And even on, like I said, I talk. I listened to six seventy the score. They brought it up, and they're like, "Well, we don't." You know, they were really hesitant on even talking about it, and that's what really kind of pissed me off because this is a sports talk radio show. You one hundred percent should basically only be talking about what Kobe Bryant did in basketball. And like, yes, talk about his daughter, talk about the other young lady, the basketball coach, the baseball coach that was in California as well, like the pilot, the helicopter, whatever you want to talk about, talk about that stuff. But on a sports radio show, I think Kobe Bryant would be this focal, like the focal point of what you would discuss because of his impact on the NBA, WNBA, uh, you know, youth basketball, all that stuff. It's okay to talk about, but they were very hesitant to do so because of what has been going on on social media and the other news organizations. And I think that's bull crap. I yeah. really do. Yeah, no, I agree. And then there was a bunch of the whole thing like, oh, I guess everybody just forgot he's a rapist. I'm like, first of all, nobody, you don't know. Wasn't that dropped? It doesn't matter because nobody knows right. anything. Like right. you don't, don't pretend like you think you know more than anybody else knows because you saw a news headline once yeah. that said something about it. Like nobody knows anything. I don't care. I, you know, that's a, getting into a whole nother thing that I was wanting to talk about in this, which is like redemption. Um, but like that doesn't have anything to do with this. Like the guy was obviously doing some important things and he had a really bright future and he was Absolutely. super young, yeah. not that much older than me, which just blew my mind. And then he's my brother's age. Yeah. And that's then what... he, you know, on top of that, you know, his daughter was with him, and obviously, I yeah. know there are other people with him. I don't know. The whole thing is just was really, really, really sad. It is, and his wife's pregnant. 
it's awful. <laughs> so that's and they had a they have another baby basically. Yeah, they've got four kids, I think, or three. They have three, and we're gonna. And have I didn't fourth. when I when it affected me, it wasn't like it never affected me from like a oh I'm a huge fan of Kobe. I can't believe we lost him. That's how it affected me. I'm like, man, that guy had a family. That guy has little kids. Like he seems like a family man. Yes. Yes, you know what I mean? he, d- he absolutely did. And it's just terrible. So what they did talk about on the score was that uh, they said that when he was leaving basketball, he didn't have, and he was on record saying like he had nothing he thought of doing. Like he didn't think he was going to be involved with basketball much anymore. Um, he didn't really want to be said, in any... Uh, he's only uh, been to like two Lakers games since yeah, he retired. Yeah, he didn't really want to be involved with like the sports media and stuff. And then uh, he said what they were talking about, what really brought him back into the basketball world was the fact that his daughter got so involved with basketball and wanted to be, uh, you know, wanted to take it more seriously. So he got involved with her travel basketball team um, and was doing that as she got older. And then that's what brought him into, he got connected with uh, a, uh, a head coach of one of the WNBA teams and talked a lot with her. And then he got more connected with the WNBA and started doing, a lot with them. That's why they got, they just got a, a national TV spot to like televise women's basketball nationally. And the, I think the playoffs, it's the playoffs and the championship are going to be televised nationally now, uh, which they've never been before. So I think he was a part of that, uh, that they were talking about. And they said, that's what really brought him back into basketball again, was his daughter playing basketball and getting involved with women's stuff. Um, and, and then he, he started the whole, um, uh, movie stuff that he was doing. Yeah, he was just doing a lot of movies, writing children's books. I mean, he was doing amazing stuff. And you think about it, you know, like he's undoubtedly one of the top five greatest basketball players of all time. Sure. One of the greatest athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. Arguably the second best basketball player of all time. Yes. Um, you know, that's that arguable. would start an argument. That would start an argument. Sure. But he's probably top five. Who's the first, Chris? Uh, probably Michael Jordan. Absolutely. But then you look at it too. Okay. And I love Michael Jordan. I've loved yes. him my entire life. I have a huge Michael Jordan basketball card collection. I yeah. have posters on my wall still in my mom and dad's house. Yeah. I cut together all the news articles of Michael Jordan and made collages. Sure. But like, what did Michael Jordan do after he left basketball other than like play golf and smoke cigars and gamble? Yeah, that's it. That's it. He's an owner of a basketball team, but that's... <laughs> but like, look what Kobe was doing. Like, it I seemed know. like he was doing some amazing things. Like, what did Michael Jordan do? Like, you don't hear about him being a stellar family man. All you hear about no, you is don't. like uh, billion dollar divorces and yep, yeah. That's I'm true. not you judging. Don't really. I don't know why one thing has to do with the other. I'm doing the same thing that the Facebook is doing. My point is like, I don't know. All of that goes into when you see that happen, and then you start learning more. That that almost was another thing. Like I didn't know what he was doing lately, and then I really you didn't watch either. the news coverage and you see what he's doing lately, and you're like, oh, man, wow. what he, would he have done in the next twenty years? You know, right? What, what could he have done? Some probably amazing stuff. It's it's pretty unbelievable. I just thought it was a topic that we should discuss because I just think it's terrible that people do that. I mean, I don't think those other people that were in the plane or in the helicopter uh, will be overshadowed. No. You know, by the, by guess what? I don't, by, by the people that it counts. Do they even want to be in the spotlight? Exactly. The, The point of it all is the motivation for saying those things isn't to benefit those people. No, it's, the motivation to say those things is to be a detriment towards 
either a media organization or, or Kobe. Or Kobe, yeah. So uh, it's or a like neg- celebrities in, in, in general. Like it's like you're, at, you're a, saying something acting like you're trying to be positive, but you know, it's so clear to see that you're just being negative. Right. It, yes, exactly. And that's what I felt like when I read the very first post of this guy that I was, again, in the military with. He posted it, and I was just like, and he even posted a screenshot of him Google searching. Uh, it was like, uh, you know, how many people died or who died in Kobe Bryant's helicopter. And it says Kobe Bryant died in his personal helicopter crash along with uh, eight other individuals or nine other individuals, whatever it was. And he posted that and he's like, wow, great job, Google. Can't even put their names up. Well, how do you know the families even released their names or would want their names released? I just like, what's the point of making the post in the first place? I That's know. why do you feel compelled to make a post at all? That's what blows my mind. I, I why don't would know. anybody be compelled to make any post other than like, wow, I'm really shocked. This is shocking. Yes. Like this was a shocking tragedy. Yeah. And do you, and honestly, I believe it's the fact that the, that's the way, like if he died of natural causes or had a heart attack, nobody, it would never have been reported this way. It's because it was a tragedy. And First other of all, people inv- helicopter and airplane crashes are horrendously shocking whenever they happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something's falling out of the sky. And it's just so abrupt, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that has a lot to do with it. And, you know, I, I guess there's... What they're trying to say is like, wow, this is being oversaturated in our faces. But it's helicopter and airplane crashes are shocking. Yes. I was telling Marley the other day, I'm like, this is going to be, we were watching coverage on the news. I'm like, this is going to be one of those things that we're going to hear about the rest of our lives. Probably. It probably will be. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, people will relate this to a lot of things. Like and I think Stevie Ray Vaughan, way- you hear about that still to this day, yep. you know. Um, my uncle was at his last concert when he flew away. Oh my gosh! So was my brother-in-law. Really? Yeah. Jamie? Yeah. I didn't know at that. At Alpine Valley? Yeah. Yeah. My uncle Jim was there. That's crazy. <laughs> that is weird. Um, yeah, I just think it's nuts. That's all I wanted to talk about with that. Um, it is a tragedy that he died. It's it's always weird to me that like, um, helicopter or airplane crashes are unbelievably rare. But they, they really always are. happen to celebrities. I don't know why. Um, well, I think they're Didn't just John reported. Denver die in a plane crash. <laughs> John Denver is full of shit. Uh, yes, I believe so. It's crazy. That was a quote from Dumb and Dumber. I don't know if anybody caught it. If you did, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, he aircraft uh, plane crash. Huh. Anyway, uh, so next news, much lighter note is that uh, they Marvel finally gave Captain Marvel 2 its official go. Like, it's officially set okay. to film and go. Big surprise there. It, yeah, it's not a surprise whatsoever. And uh, I posted a little thing. Um, the nerd, Nerdist had something about it, and I posted it on uh, our social media. And, you know, hopefully the script is better. Hopefully, I think it could be good. It has the potential to be good. I absolutely sure. think the second one will overshadow the oh, first. There's no doubt because the first one's an origin, and yes. origins are always whatever. Yes, this origin was slow. Um, in the comic books, Captain Marvel is making huge waves right now. It is. I did not know that. Um, yeah, big time. She's killing off the Avengers because she's been taken over by ooh something. I can't remember what it was called now. 
uh, but she's been taken over by something and her power is like immense and she's killed Iron Man, Thor. Um, and there is the article that I was reading is that one specific of Avenger or Marvel's character uh, is going to stop her or is in the process of stopping Who's her. Who's it going to be? You want to know? Yeah. She-Hulk. Oh, She-Hulk's the best. Yeah. So they were talking about like who's the most powerful in the MCU right now. It's She-Hulk. Because she's apparently got celestial uh, capabilities now. Well, I didn't and, know that. Yeah. And uh, apparently she's incredibly strong. thought she was just strong. a lawyer. She's still a lawyer. But she has, she's been embodied by celestial powers. Awesome. And uh, she's apparently, and in the comic, like uh, Captain Marvel says, like I'm, she's like, oh no, not now, because She Hulk comes and like gets in her way, and she says, like, not now, I'm not ready for this yet, saying like this bitch is gonna kick my ass, <laughs> you know, and that's what's gonna happen. So I think that's this pretty bitch neat. gonna Hulk out. Uh huh. She's gonna Hulk out, and she does. She Hulk's out yeah. and is gonna kick her butt. Uh, that's all on Captain Marvel front. I saw a preview trailer for the second season of what? I Do don't know? know. You don't know? No. The Boys. The Boys. Oh, I didn't see it with a trailer. Uh-huh. There's one out for the second season, and it looks very interesting. I loved the first season of The Boys. Um, but again, I think this second season I li- uh, will I liked overshadow it. I liked first. it a lot to um story wise i don't think i was as crazy about it as a lot of people were um because i there was a little bit of things to pick apart at it but overall yeah there there is things to pick apart for sure overall story wise it's super solid um character development is great what i loved about it is the fact that it is it's different too it's it's a different superhero take. Yeah. It's a very gritty, realistic style. I mean, if as real as you could get with superheroes and superpowers and people flying around and lasers shooting out eyes. Um, the realistic style of it is the like the gore, the blood, like what happens when somebody gets cut in half by laser eyes right. and that kind of stuff. It's you never see that. You know, it's it's relatively mild on what happens. Um, Two people from superheroes because they're de- they're weapons. They are a floating weapon or a walking weapon, and I think that take is really cool. This season, um, in this trailer, it shows Homelander um, with his son. Uh, so he has a son. Spoilers at the end of the first season, and it shows his son a little bit older and him basically being a father to this son. And the reason for that is because he. So he was like kept basically in a cell and created um, by two different doctors. And uh, those doctors literally kept him in a cell. He never got to go outside. He didn't get to do anything. He didn't really get raised. So he wanted to be, he wants to be an active father to this kid's life. Uh, but you he's can clearly see that absolute he's... Absolute sociopath. So. You can clearly see he's raising him to be uh, crazy. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's an intense first trailer i tell you what they're they just show you i think they show you basically every action scene from this next season because it's like so many things are going on it looks just as gory and bloody as the first i'm sure um it's it looks pretty cool okay i'm very excited for it 
Um, it's one of those shows that, like, um, I think episode to episode there was some, there was a little bit of drag to it, but like in hindsight, like thinking back over it, I enjoyed it. Yeah, more. And I like the the main character. The, the oh yeah, the guy Dennis Quaid's son. Is that that's who it is, right? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Um, Dennis Quaid Jr. Dylan Quaid. Is that his real name? No, I made that up. Um, but Randy Quaid. <laughs> it is. I believe that's his uncle. <laughs> Um, do you think they're related? They are, aren't they? I don't know. I think yeah, that... no, they're brothers. Huh. Randy Quaid and Dennis Quaid are absolutely brothers. How do you know that? Well, because they have the same last name. How do you spell Quaid? Well, Q-U-A-I-D. Okay, I'll look it up. Q's and U's go together in the English language. Did you know that? Um, I didn't to make know that. the qu- I'm quite surprised sound. by that. Dennis Quaid is the younger brother of veteran actor Randy Quaid. Mm, told huh. you. Man, I used Shitter's to... Shitter's full. I used to love Dennis Quaid. He's one of my favorite actors. He was very good. And I was so like taken aback that he didn't get more awesome stuff like back in the day. Now he's too old, but like I've loved that movie, Inner Space, for stuff. That's a great movie. Have you ever seen that? Uh, they shrink down and go inside of a human body. It's I don't amazing. think I have. Um, I always thought he could be like the next uh, Indiana Jones. I would. I agree, but I not think he anymore. Could. Now he's too old. Here's been an unpopular opinion of mine, um, which is nothing new because most of my opinions are unpopular to the general public, and you seem to go by the ways of the general public just to be liked. Uh, me, on the other hand, I carve my own path, Chris. <laughs> okay, I do my own thing. Is that, that's why you like everything. That's why I like him as Doc Holliday better than I did Val Kilmer. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's wrong. So, see, that's what I'm saying. He transformed his whole body to look different. Most people don't even realize Dennis Quaid was Doc Holliday in a movie uh, because he does not look like himself. And he has some of the best lines I've ever heard in any movie as Doc Holliday. It's amazing. People need to look it up. It was in the movie Wyatt Earp. That was also a huge deal if you listen to earlier podcasts because I like Wyatt Earp better than Tombstone and people can fight me over it. I don't care. Um, Also because I love Kevin Costner and Kevin Costner is a phenomenal actor and I think he's a better Wyatt Earp than uh, Kurt Douglas. Okay. Well, stick that in your All I can say about um, Dennis Quaid is you need to watch the movie Inner Space from 1987 because it's amazing. And um, I'm trying to find like other great movies that I liked of his, but I can't really find a lot of them. I mean, Dragonheart, that was pretty good. Dragonheart's a good movie. Yeah. If you go, I saw, I recently. Any given Sunday? Recently, and I mean like within the last two years, uh, saw Dragonheart on TV and watched it. Game of Thrones has ruined dragons. <laughs> yeah. Forever. They look terrible, don't they? They are so bad because uh, Sean Connery is the voice of that dragon. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And and I thought, when I first saw that movie, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And going back and watching it again, I was like, oof, this dragon is <laughs> not good. Like, it is hard to watch. Yeah. But it is, the movie overall is good. The dragon's just terrible. And even... uh. The dragon in the Witcher, like come on! Oh, that's bad. Come on, you spent this money, spent all this money, get the people that know how to make dragons, and do 
half as good as what the other Not dragons even. were. They don't even need. They don't need to Do look like, like Matthew McConaughey movie good. Yeah, like Rain of Fire Dragon. Yeah, that's a good movie too. And if you listen to, if you get onto our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/NarfComics, you can listen to our top five or our five honorable mentions of fantasy movies. Yeah. Maybe that's one of them. Guys, we got a lot of great Patreon stuff. And also, we got a new sticker coming that was custom designed for us by uh, artist, tattoo artist, and artist in general. And And veteran. Former uh, uh, Jerry's. Yeah, he was our convoy 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 commander. commander. Yeah, he was a Um, staff sergeant at the time. uh, Basil. Beatles. Beatles. Um, He drew a really cool. It almost to me looks like a tattoo design. It is. It and, looks like uh, it, yeah. So we made it into a sticker. And we and both... We're, we're going to have them. And we both said that like we've made a pact, a Snarf Talk pact, to get it tattooed on our face. I don't know about that. I wasn't oh. aware of that pact. Oh, no? I've, I don't have any tattoos. I've always wanted a tattoo, but I've never... Like, I got three. I've never been able to find anything that like I felt... like I've always wanted to get a Star Wars tattoo, but I could never think yeah. of what would it be. Like It'd have to be something that I absolutely like. I know Probably that I would never... Probably a rebel symbol. That's the only thing I can think of. A lot of people get those. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, that's pretty boring. I always wanted to get a phoenix on my back. If we're talking, this isn't about tattoos, but it is about Star Wars real quick. And I got to give a shout out to a uh, one of our patrons, Sean Johnson, who also has uh, Johnson Farms Trucking. Yeah, they'll uh, haul your a, house. He's a sponsor of the show. Uh, he got me a shirt, and I, I haven't got it yet. But he has the shirt. He's sending it to me, but he showed it to me. And it's the single coolest shirt I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's the coolest shirt that I've ever received as a gift, for sure. It is... So Metallica has been like one of my favorite bands forever. I've always they give really, really loved Metallica. They give me fuel. They give me fire. They give me like all that I could ever desire. And so it's Metallica's Master of Puppets album cover. Um the same style as that anyways. And, but it has Yoda standing in there as the puppet master over top of it. And it is, who's the puppet? No, the graves. Oh, I gotcha. so if you look at master of puppets album, there's like gravestones coming up and then there's literally a hand holding like a marionette thing yeah. on Metallica's cover. But instead this one has literally Yoda standing over controlling him. Who's on the graves? It's so cool. Nobody. I don't know. Like are they are they headstones? I didn't I couldn't zoom in close enough to read it, but it, plus it was on his little baby child because he got him one too. Uh he was wearing like a onesie of this. Sweet. And he said your shirt is the same thing. And it looks amazing. It's very good. Well, that's also uh design. We're also making some t shirts out of, so um that will be cool as well. Yes, we've got new shirts. We also have a website that new shirts are gonna be on. Uh, that you could buy shirts at any point in time. It's called Teespring. You can go to teespring.com slash stores slash snarf comics. Really kind of annoying, but uh, I'll put up links to that. You'll be able to get all sorts of different t-shirt designs that we are going to curate and make. There is one up right now, which is basically our original sticker. If you guys have seen our original sticker, that's what the t-shirt design is. Um, But there's going to be multiple things. We might have iPhone cases, Samsung cases, uh, beanies, bags, pillowcase. You want a pillowcase? Because we can create it and you can have one. Um, if you but- have any ideas too for t-shirts, um, 
let us know. Um, if you have an idea, we'll, we can make it and throw it up there. Um, it should be something podcast related. Yes, please. Either something we've discussed on the podcast, or it could be it could be anything you want, really. And um, just make sure you like thoroughly write out what you think it should be, or you can even sketch it up if you want. Yes, I think this spring we're going to have a T-shirt creation contest, and That's a good the idea. winner of the contest will get a the T-shirt and like a fifty dollars gift card to Amazon. I like that. That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. Copyright snarf talk. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. enough of that, but I got some more news. Do you got more? Uh, no, that was my, my last news thing was the boys uh, trailer. I got uh, one bit of news. Um, there is somebody over in Lucasfilm who's on the hot seat right now. Really? And it's, uh, it's a change that I've been asking for for oh, years now. Catherine Kennedy? Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy? Um, she's she, on the hot seat. Is she out? She uh, very. Well, I mean, she has a contract, I believe, until twenty twenty one. I mean, but do they have to abide by that? You know, I don't know. She's currently the president. Um, she has. Oh, she's obviously okay. one of the most successful producers of all time. She produced like the Indiana Jones movies and um, a bunch she of did. movies. I think yeah. she did E. T. Yeah. She's um, been involved she did all the Star Wars movies. That's what I thought was crazy is how long she's been involved with like Spielberg movies and huge movies that have come out. Um, she's been around a while. She has to be at least 98 years old. <laughs> she's not that old, but, um, you know, she's been an amazing talent in the industry, but she's definitely in the hot seat right now. And, uh, and there's a possibility she might lose her job. And I think it's a necessary change. I've been asking for it for a while now. Um, yes. But a lot of people aren't happy with the direction those new movies took, even though they made billions and billions of dollars. Um, a lot of people are just baffled by the fact that they didn't have it pre-planned before they started making the movies. They didn't have it all planned out what they were going to do. Yeah, I think that is absolutely about. ridiculous. They didn't go with a singular director and and writer to you know produce it from top to bottom. Um, a lot of people are upset, you know, that they didn't drive the story franchise forward. They they drove it back to nostalgia versus yes. driving it forward. And there's just a lot out there now where you see, you know, George Lucas's vision, um, which they've used some of the stuff, right? They definitely. Yeah. But his vision was radically different. And then even uh, Colin Trevorrow's um, script um, ended the franchise in Rise of Skywalker. And basically, like one of the major changes, a lot was the same, but one of the major changes is the end of the movie was set 10 years in the future. And it, it kind of put a button on the whole, th- you know, bow yeah. on the whole thing. It wrapped yeah. it up and it said, put hey, a little button on it. here's uh, the new Jedi Order. Here's the new Republic. Here's what's going on now. That's what we needed. And, you know. I do think we needed something like that. Because where do they go after this, you know? And the idea that George Lucas had was like the whole thing was like uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 were the only ones that were in every movie. And they were kind of the, the living historians yes. of the Skywalker yeah. um, saga. Um, but his, his vision also went deep and we've talked about this before, but he had a whole thing uh, about the wills mm-hmm. and they, they kind of went into this in rogue one a little bit, but, um, his journey, um, brought the force down to the microscopic level. It did. Midichlorians. Of, of the midichlorians and how they affect the living things and how the force, uh, attenuates and, and focuses itself in living beings and how the wills are involved in that. It, it was an interesting concept, but it's not hard to see why it didn't happen. 
Right. Um, Not very many people were a fan of that at the time. So she's a bit on the hot seat because of a lot of issues. And then there was a big snafu over the Obi-Wan Disney Plus show. Yeah. Um, I, I posted a thing about this, and then you posted right back because apparently... It was very quick to turn around and say, no, it's not held Well, up. Kathleen Kennedy was the one that came out and she said, basically, like, We're holding the it show's up. done, more or less. It's yeah. stalled out. It's yes. done. Creative differences. It's it's trash, basically, is what it made it sound like. And shortly thereafter, not just you and McGregor, but a bunch of the people involved so that's um, bullcrap. said, no, that's not. They're going to rewrite some stuff. That's it. You know, basically. And they pushed shooting for six months or whatever they did. Right. Cause that's what I read the Ewan McGregor quote. And he's like, he's like all of this creative difference bullshit. He's like, is not true. It's like, that's not what it is. It's a phenomenal show. I love what we've shot already. And stuff gets rewritten all the time. Absolutely. Stuff gets rewritten. Look at justice league. <laughs> yeah. Rewrote that like it's whole not thing. A great example. No, I mean, but it happens and gets put out still. Anyway, if her contract ends in 2021, I think it's time to move on. And, uh, I completely if agree. If you're not ready, willing, and able to do what it takes to get uh, Kevin Feige to take that job, then I think there's there's some issues there. You think Kevin Feige will be in that position? I mean, he's already in charge of Star Wars, isn't he? Or in charge of the next no, set he, of Star no, Wars No, I think he has um, been tapped as a creative on either a Star Wars movie or a Star Wars trilogy or something along That's those lines. That's what I thought. But, you know, if it, 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 essentially he would be serving for Lucasfilm the role he's been serving for Marvel. Man, and, what do you think this dude could do with and, that? And frankly, I'm sure he's ready to move on from Marvel, but maybe he, he's not. But he should. I mean, I think he would be. He I, told what his I think story. you should do is you should take story. the Russo brothers who made a bunch of those movies. Um, they made Civil War. They made Infinity War, they made Endgame, they made all those, and yes. a bunch of other ones. And I would take them and be like, okay, now now it's your turn. What you got? Yeah. What up, bros? But, you know, I, I get it. You got to, you know, I just, I think what you need to do is just, it's time to move in a new direction for Star Wars. And they got the perfect time to do it. Oh, another big issue Disney has is that nothing is really in the works. Like really, they don't have anything in the chain right now. Nothing like that is being filmed. Nothing is being announced. Nothing is close, and there's just like no vision. That's weird. Now they're doing a bunch of Disney Plus stuff, which I think is set up for the. But there's no vision for the movie franchise, and you know it's just. Well, I mean, they've got like Scarlet Witch and Vision, but then they have Black Widow coming out. Uh, no. This is all Disney stuff. I, I know. I'm talking about Star Wars, though. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were just talking about Disney. No, there, like, there's tons of Marvel stuff coming out. No, I'm talking about Star Wars. There's no. Oh yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing for Star really. Wars. Um, it's just it seems to be like it's being mismanaged. Obi Wan and for a flagship property. I mean, it's the biggest yeah, property it's huge for Disney right now. I believe. Well, I don't know. I mean, Marvel. That's debatable. But I would say Obi Wan and, and the Mandalorian a, are the only two that they have on tap for Disney Plus, right? And I, uh, and then um, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what else there is, but it's not enough. Whatever it is, you know. Right. You no, know, I when when Marvel's agree. sitting here announcing movies out to what 2026, all the time. You know. Um, I mean, shoot, why wouldn't even they DC be producing more movies on the slate like right. than what 
Disney does right now. And I understand Star Wars. Star Wars is it's not the same as Marvel. Um, it, it's hard to oversaturate Marvel because they're all so different. The characters and the stories and the movies. When well, Star and Wars, there's just so much content there already that you can pull from. I mean, it's constant, right? Material. And, I, and there's a lot of Star Wars material too in the there, expanded universe. But my my thing is yeah, like, but it's not to the point of Marvel. I think you could come out with a Star Wars movie every year. I don't think you need to, but I think you could. I would definitely want them to. I would not complain. But if they're they not did. going to be successful as successful as the Marvel movies. But that's fine. Here's what they need to do. They need to stop. Not everyone needs to be a three hundred million dollar movie. Correct. And we've said that for a long time, just like when we were talking about how before Joker came out, when we were first talking about Joker going to be uh, made and how it was going to be made and how it was going to be a smaller budget indie type movie. Um, I was 100% on board with that. And I was talking about, and you were too, Yeah, uh, before sure. you completely trashed the whole thing and said that, you know, it shouldn't have never been made and you don't like any of it. Um, before I you did all of that, I made a better movie. That's all. Um, I, I've 100% think they should do that with a Batman movie and make it way lower budget, make it more of a detective type film. You don't have to have the big flashy fight scenes and, uh, you don't have to have him like flying around in a jet. You know, you don't just don't have to have all these big things like make it smaller, make it more like gritty Batman on the street type stuff. And I think you will sell the crap out of it. Like why, what would happen if you could have made the Joker movie, right? But instead of two hours, which was painfully longer than it needed to be. It was long. Made a 30 minute Joker movie. 30 minutes. A 30 minute Batman movie. Back to back. And then the second hour was them together. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just don't think you could pull together the story well enough, though. Oh, you just got to figure it out. Yeah, it's possible. I think it's a good idea. I just still maintain that that Joker story could have been told in, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, and it could have been part of another movie. You're just not artsy enough. You're not meta enough. I guess. You know, to understand it. I guess. (laughs) Sounds about right. So, actually, I have some more news that just sparked in my head that uh, the... so principal photography for a little movie called Dune hmm. is done. Yes. Um, they finished all of the principal photography. It comes out this year, right? In yeah. November? November of this year, yes. And uh, that's done. They're doing all of the edits and you know CGI, everything like that for the movie right now. But they put out a 20 or 30-minute clip to a selected... Uh, to selected individuals in the business. I want that clip. And there's no CGI or anything. It's just all raw footage. And there is a uh, a fantasy author out of Canada. I don't remember his name offhand because I don't have the article in front of me. I apologize. But he went to this screening and saw the 30 minutes and went wild on Twitter over it. And apparently is being... He's, I don't know if, I don't think he's being sued or anything, but they, Twitter immediately took down all of his tweets and uh, he's been getting a talking to because they weren't supposed to speak about this. What did he say? It was uh, great. So, yes, he told, he put up that he was so excited to see what the rest of this film would be because it seems like an epic fantasy tale that uh, is on par with the way Lord of the Rings was when it first came out. He said, I don't see it being 
any smaller than that and or any more groundbreaking in what films we've seen in the last 20 years. Wow. And he was like just going off about this. And he said, they've finally created a Dune movie that will stand up to what the book is and will have your imagination like reeling. Oh. And he's like, and I can't, can't wait to see the finished product once CGI is added. He's like, because it's just going to blow our minds. Oh. And that has me real excited. Well, that's all I care about for the next eight, nine months. I know. So. That's all I'm, as soon as I saw this report, I was like, well, I can't not think about this movie for the next eight months. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really excited about it. I liked the first movie. Do you, you've seen that, right? Yeah. The uh, David Bowie movie or not David, Bowie. not David Bowie, but, um, Oh, I can't think of it now either. Cause I can never think of anything. Uh, wait, wasn't David Bowie in it? No, I don't think he was ever in that. I don't it's remember. The, yeah. Look it up. But anyway, it's, it's like at an 80, some movie 1980 something yeah it's all right it's just i think not, it's fun I, I liked the series that i think it was on sci-fi that's what i've never seen and i've heard the series was more david lynch was david the director lynch, yes. and writer of the dune movie david lynch not david bowie uh Woo. close you were close but i've never seen the series and i've heard it was better than what the movie was oh, and closer to what the book definitely were. definitely and you know what i've never done either is read any further than the first book which i desperately want to do um i have read because frank herbert wrote four books right and then his son took over and wrote Uh, like four more no three more i think i thought frank herbert only wrote three two books i know it's more than two well, because I don't his remember. Son, his son definitely wrote some i read a maybe he did only write a bunch of them but i can't remember you did read a bunch of them? Yeah. Yeah, I oh. read a bunch of them. I, I know I read the one his son wrote. See, and I, I um, had always heard that the series kind of really dropped off once his sons took over. I mean, I liked every one of them I read. I just don't really remember a lot of um other than like the first two. After reading that book. Or they kind of all blend together too because. And this is another thing that you, you know, you took me under your wing. I bestowed upon you. And you did. You bestowed upon me the Dune uh franchise and gave me the book and you're like you're like listen son this is a large you know a large book you may not be capable of reading all of this book it's but i need you to difficult try. book to read <laughs> you're like i need you to try as you were like stroking my hair back you know and i was like all right surrogate father i'll try for you and i did i read it all and it's amazing i loved it uh, and I like desperately want to read more, and I never have, and I don't know why. So the original um, was Dune, and then there was a sequel, Dune Messiah. Don't remember that one. Yeah, then Children of Children Dune. Children of Dune I've definitely read. Um, you don't remember Dune Messiah, and it's the second one? Children of Dune became the first hardcover bestseller ever in the science fiction field. Oof. So um, that's serious. There were those. And, and those then, are all three by Frank Herbert. Those were by Frank Herbert. In 81, uh, he released God Emperor of Dune. Definitely never read that. Is that f- that's the fourth one? Um, yes. And then Heretics of Dune. I did not read that either. Fifth one? I think maybe I just read the first two or the first three. I probably read all three because that makes sense. Um, and then his son. So he wrote five. Yeah, I guess he wrote five. 
Um, and then his son wrote a trilogy of Dune prequel novels to, that became called the Prelude of the Dune series. Okay. One was Dune House Atreides, Dune House of Harkonnen, uh-huh. and Dune House Carino. I didn't read any of those. That so. kind of makes sense. That's kind of easy for him to do. You know what I mean? Like, this story's been told. Why not just tell each story about each house before my dad's story took place? Yeah, and then he read, wrote three more um, in the early 2000s. I, mean, I haven't read those either. So um, there's a bunch more. <laughs> there's tons more. I need to get into this this Dune Hunters world, of man. Dune, Sandworms of Dune, Heroes of Dune, The Throne Sandworms. of Dune. There was, it's, like a whole, right? it's a whole thing, man. I never understood dude I never understood that reference in Beetlejuice until I got into I read the Dune book. Really? Yeah. My gosh, there's there's gotta be fifty books here. So it's like a Star Wars world almost. Yeah, pretty that much. just is much And there's less other popular. writers too that are doing it. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to go back and just, just read the original. That's what you guys all need to do. That's your snarf homework for the next eight months is read Dune. Yeah. It's like an 800-page book or 700 so good. It's a quick read, book. though, I feel like. It's not at first because you have to start, you have to understand the words, you know, and the names of things. and Yeah, like Spice? No, like Harkonnen and then like the, <clears throat> uh, shoot, the... Uh, Mwadi. Yeah, Mwadi and... Benny Jesuit, the Benny Jesuit. Yeah, I so I listened to an audio track of Frank Herbert pronouncing each one of these names to see how he actually said it. Okay, and uh, he says he says Benny Jesuit. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and that's what it threw me off because I was pronouncing all of these wrong in my head. Yeah, when I'm reading them, that's and then how I listened to him say it, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like that's how you say that word?" Yeah. So there, there's some. That there's a little bit of a learning curve, and in the back of the book, they actually give you like almost like a thesaurus, like a yeah, encyclopedia of Dune. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's not like the easiest of reads, but it's not super terrible. Yeah, but it's entertaining. I should say. Oh, it's very entertaining. Very, very entertaining. There's so much stuff um, that goes on. It's very deep in your head, like into characters' heads. Yes. Because you... It's very much a drama. Like the... Science fiction drama. The main character is very much in his own head. Yeah. All the time, trying to figure stuff out. Atreides? Yeah. Or, uh... Yes. Was he House Atreides? Or am I thinking of something else? No, I think you're right. The other series of science fiction books I absolutely adore is the Ender's Game series, and I've read, like, a bunch of those. Um... Highly recommend those as well. I don't know those. Oh, they made a movie not that long ago with Harrison Ford. Yeah, I knew there was a movie. I didn't know it was based off a book series. Yeah, yeah, super famous book. Ender's Game was really, really popular. Well, it's not famous to me, Chris. um, Okay, and uh, once again, you're attacking Speaker for the Dead. Great book. Xenophobia. I think that's what it's called. Xenomorphs. Xenomorphs. (laughs) They're in the book too. By the way, did you see my uh, Facebook post that was like? The world is $250 trillion in debt. Yes. Who are we in debt to? <laughs> yes. The Decepticons? The Decepticons. <laughs> that yeah, was, uh, I stole that off somebody else's Facebook feed. Of course. But right. it's a meme. I kind of steal a lot It's a of meme. And I feel bad for it. There was, uh, let's see. I know there was one other thing I was going to talk about that I just forgot because we got so wrapped up in Dune. 
Whatever. Your turn. Oh, um, well, I we can do some what we're watching. Yeah. Or we can read this article about 10 good movies on Netflix to watch on date night. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we can do a little bit of both. Uh, uh, we also had um, a couple other things we need to talk about. We have Snarf Madness coming yeah. up. Yeah. So we need to figure out the details of that. Um, we need to discuss the date night movies. Yes, we need to discuss the date night movies. Uh, but yeah, Snarf Madness is happening uh, relatively soon. We really we will we need to get the bracket out soon so you guys can fill it out and send it back to us in a timely manner so we can start it by March. Um, I put out a video two weeks ago now um, just to get you guys ready for that. Yeah. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, that, we'll probably that's start like in March, right? Yes, we'll start. Uh, I mean, I figured we would start like uh, doing after it, February, recording 1st, the episodes. We are going to need to get that bracket out. Um, yes, or you know, maybe not February first, but I had a guy. It'll uh, be within the first couple of weeks of February. We're going to have them out on social media. Um, so this is your calling card right now. If you're listening to this podcast, the bracket's probably already out. Yes, you need to find Snarf. a way to get it on our website, snarfcomics.com, or on our social media, or just get a hold of me or Jerry. Send us an email info at snarfcomics.com. What are we going to do? What is the because uh, we haven't really settled on what the bracket challenge is. No, and I I had sent you one bracket of uh, it was like individual characters from. Uh, comic book world. So you're basically, you know, they're battling each other. Is it battling each other? But are you ranking them by power? They are already ranked. who you like the most? No, they're they're already ranked on there, but it's basically who you would think would win. It doesn't matter. I don't like doing it as like who you think would win in a fight. I'd rather do it like who Who do you you like like the most? Yeah, that's fine. That's what I would prefer to do. And we can say that we're doing it that way, but again... Because obviously if we do who's going to... Who's the most powerful... Well, like yeah, Hulk's just gonna win. And Hulk would win, yeah. Well, Thor probably would. <laughs> or <laughs> Superman. Or Superman, yeah. Or Batman. No, no. I mean, he is my favorite, but uh, he would easily get destroyed by Hulk and Superman. Why? Really? Hulk couldn't best Tony Stark in the Hulkbuster armor. He could. Yes, did, he could. Did he? I don't know, but Batman he, would take down Hulk in a second because he could make a device that he like would inject anti his radiation. <laughs> he really would. Like too. the Hulk's easy to handle, really, by a scientist. Right. But Thor, not so much. Thor would be more difficult for Batman, maybe. Yes, he would. Well, first of all, the lightning would not affect Batman because he'd have a way to figure that out. Right. The super strength, obviously, he took on Superman. So that's not an issue. He did, which is insane to me. So really, why would Thor best Superman? I have a... He wouldn't. I have an article up right now that uh, is of the... They're ranking all of the people that have been involved with the Justice League. It says the most physically strong members of the Justice League ranked. And they start at number 13 uh, and go you know, down to one from there. Uh, Batman's not even on that list. Well, he's not the most physically strong, obviously. I, well, yeah, that's true. He's it mentally say, strong. It says physically strong. You're right. But yeah, obviously, uh, Superman's number one. You know who's number two on this list? Wonder Woman? No. Aquaman? Nope. Um, no, I don't. Martian Manhunter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you know who's number three? Zod. <laughs> he's not on the Justice League. <laughs> Captain Marvel, Billy Batson. Okay. 
which makes sense. Shazam! Yeah, Shazam! Uh, and then it's Wonder Woman. Okay. I think they're sliding her a little bit. I think she's stronger than... Mm, I don't think so. No? No. I guess I don't know how strong uh, Martian Manhunter is. He's got some badass comic books. So is this... um, So we're doing individual comical characters from DC, from all... I I believe it's from both. Let me look up the... So we're going to have to go through and make edits to that bracket. Yes. Because I'm sure this stuff was left out or... And that's what we discussed earlier is that we would edit the bracket. I don't know, man. Is that what everybody wants to do? I feel like we could do something better. I had a guy write in to me and say that we should do a music bracket where you have like country, rock rap pop and see what would win mm. nah. at some point i think that could be fun when we run out of brackets yeah like we could also just ideas. update last year's bracket because it was missing a ton of movies it was yeah it was i mean yeah we don't even have a lot of the movies weren't even and we could add yet. our own because we just took a random one and had a bunch of horror movies and stuff we could take those out we could put a, a bunch of new movies and we could start all over yeah, and it just needs to be curated. I mean, it's something that... Uh, I like the cop, the character idea. I like that idea. Let's do that. I like it, too, just because it's different than movies. But we've all kind of... Everybody kind of knows what our favorites are. That doesn't mean it'll play out the that way. The whole idea, though, of Snarf Madness is for us to expound and expand on all the individual characters as we discuss our You're exactly individual. right. And the competition here is for people to get close to my bracket or close to your bracket. Yeah. So what are the winners going to get? We haven't so discussed that. The winners would get obviously a new t- the new t-shirt or sweatshirt that we get. Maybe both. Maybe they get both a sweatshirt and a t-shirt, new stickers, and what should else? we give them a like? Should we give them a certain level of Patreon? Should we um, give them bundles of snarf? Yeah, they could get a bundle of snarf. Definitely. Or should we just give them like a hundred dollar gift card? Yeah, they probably like that better. Or should we give them a two hundred dollar gift card? That's pretty serious. We could do that. I mean, well, what do you guys think? How about that? Well, you yeah. got we got two weeks until we. You're gonna get merch. Listen, listen. Here's all we're gonna tell you right now. The prizes are gonna be substantial. They're yeah. going to be substantial, and they are. You're probably gonna get kind of a excited big about gift card. You're probably gonna get a bundle of snarf, a premium bundle of snarf, just a not a continuing one, but just like a one time booty package. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would call it too. Just a one-time big old booty bag. Booty, package. booty, 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 booty everywhere. Rocking everywhere. You're gonna get a shirt. You're gonna get tons of stuff. So everybody, spread the word. Like, get everybody involved in this. That's what we need to do. We need to get as many people. We need so to, many. I people want hundreds of brackets. Hundreds of thousands. We need to get everybody to get in on this. And the way we're gonna do that is by offering huge, 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 huge prizes. prizes. So everybody needs to start getting excited right and now. And so, like last year, we. We went as far as like ranking them by points, right? So it was each um, each individual like level. Like the first week, you got one point. The second week, you got two points. The third week, you got three points. Isn't that the way we did it? Yes. And it ended up being six weeks, or was it five weeks? Worth whatever, of stuff? whatever the March Madness bracket is. Um, yeah. So this so this bracket that we have that I had sent you has. So many different people. I mean, obviously Batman, but there's Peter Vankman, there's Naruto, Optimus Prime, Buffy. Who's Naruto? From the show Naruto. I don't know. What the that anime is. show. Okay, I don't know what that is. Um, so we're gonna have to update some of these. Harley Quinn, Mario's on here. This Go- is great. I love it. Goku, this is what we're doing. 
this is what we're doing, and here's the deal. It says who's what they're from. Master Chief from Halo's on here. Nice. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Okay, we're gonna do that. Here's what we're gonna um, we're gonna commit to right now. Ah, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to make some changes though, because Stewie from Family Guy is on. Yeah, here. we'll make some changes, but here's the deal: the bracket is gonna be out. Well, it's too late. You've already listened to it. The bracket's gonna come out on February third. Yes, the bracket was so you, out. You're gonna on have February a 3rd. full month to yeah. get up, get your bracket in to tell other people about it to get other people to put their bracket in. And let me look. Uh, I will tell you what day uh, we are going to start giving you um, scores. So the day that we should start scoring this. Where's my calendar? Where'd my calendar go? Um, would be in March, probably the first week of March. I was just curious as to what uh, that first Friday in March would be. Do you know? I mean, no. I don't know off the top of my head when the first Friday in March is. Oh, well, that's silly. March 6th. You think it is? Three days after my birthday. Oh, there it is. Are you right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, you have a birthday? Yeah. I didn't know you were born. 36 years. So March 6th is the very first episode in March. That should be the first episode that we release... Um, a score, right? For the first week. Yes. The first week of March, our Snarf Madness would be Friday the 6th. How many? Um, there's a, there'll be five rounds, right? One, With two, the championship? Three, four. I think we did five rounds last I time. I think so, too. So We ended in April last it'll year. It'll wrap so. up in April, just yeah. like March Madness. It always wraps up in April. So, again, with these uh, episodes, though, it's not 100% just talking about Snarf Madness. Like, we're not 100% taking over the show with just that. Uh, it's just a segment of the show where we give you the scores but it will be the first segment in the show yes right off the bat um so anyway get excited about that um if you're listening to this you only have two weeks left to get your brackets in and to tell everybody in the world else to get their brackets in all you need to do is print it out you have to print it out somehow you'll have to print it out and i mean you can if either you... scan and email it to us you can mail it to us you can um, take you, a f- snapshot on your phone or listen, people. I don't know why everybody doesn't know that there's a free program, free app for your phone called Microsoft Office Lens. It's a free oh, phone scanner. You can oh, take yeah. a picture of it, it scans it, you can send it to us as a PDF. I have one called Turbo Scan. And that would be great. Um, if you really just cannot figure that out, then you can, you can write it out and we'll fill it in for you. We had those last but year. We, would prefer to not do that. You can also on any computer convert files into a PDF and make them fillable. Yeah, you that's can, a little extreme. It is? Yeah, you don't have to do that. It'd be so neat. Okay, that'd be great. So do one of those things and we'll get going on the Snark Madness. Oh, while we're on that, um, um, in a completely non-related thing, we put up on Facebook that we wanted listeners to give us suggestions of things to talk about. Let's talk about those things. We did. So there was only one man that... Uh, commented it was on really short i only did it an hour before we recorded yeah it was very soon um i was sitting here with everything set up when i actually saw that <laughs> that even happened um and he asked if we could do uh if we've ever talked about like compared marvel and dc um we were not prepared to speak on what to elaborate on that no the first one was what he said he's like have you ever compared or like in what respect compared them 
Um, anything, anything like the, I guess the comic books, I would assume is what he meant. Okay. Um, we've done, no, but that's a whole episode. It is. So that's deep. We'll probably save that. And it's a great idea. And we definitely will do that. Yes. Probably in the coming weeks. And then the next one was, he asked if we had, uh, watched, uh, any of the, uh, crisis of infinite earths that, uh, the CW was doing with, Arrow, you know, the whole Arrowverse with Flash and yes, uh, all those people. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode uh, that Alex was on, we touched on that a little bit, um, saying, you know, that we really haven't... I haven't watched any of it. Chris has watched some. No, I haven't watched any of it yet. Okay. Alex watched it, loved it, was really impressed with what they did. Um, I've read some things about it. Uh, that sound really impressive. And I talked about it on the podcast where Ezra Miller comes back as the flash and the two flashes meet both Barry Allen's uh, from different earths. I think that's incredible that they're tying in the DCEU extended, you know, cinematic universe um, and their CW show. Uh, It makes me nervous though, that he's not going to ever come back though. Like you're never going to see him again, even though they've been talking about having a flash I don't know if that's true. Movie? I just don't know if they're really going to have that Flash movie. Right. Which I think it's really stupid not to. Like, yeah. Why would you not do that? And what is reboot. taking so long? What could possibly take so long to make a Flash movie? I'm not a writer. I'm not a producer. I'm not a director. But there are... Just a, a, just a backseat driver. Freaking bajillion Flash comic books out there yeah well just you don't have to do a bajillion you do one it's called flashpoint and that's what they thought i thought that they were doing end of story i thought that that's what they were putting together was flashpoint what's so hard i i just don't see what's so hard about it when you have the comic books laid out in front of you that well, tell a story here's that what's you can hard adapt. flashpoint could easily be um it could be the next infinity war it could be a collection of all it the movies. is it is the next Infinity War for the the DC universe. Well, I mean, in the be, yeah. in the comic books, it has it has so many repercussions in the comics series, like with the whole uh, Doomsday Clock yeah. series that came out, which I have not finished yet. It, they're all out right now, but I'm waiting for the collected trade um, to read it. That that whole series is because of what Barry Allen did going back in time. It all has to do with that. And fixing that stuff. I mean, he's oh. tried fixing it in the future or in the past. Uh, now I'm confused. <laughs> uh, time travel is a confusing thing. Um, they kind of did Flashpoint on the TV show a little bit, but they tried. Um, it was a little different. Um, he did mention, uh, or maybe why there are DC TV shows, why DC TV shows are better than the movies and vice versa for Marvel. Um, we've talked about that a little bit, and we can probably get into that a little depth more in depth in a future episode. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that I'd necessarily agree with that. I think there are... Well, there's only one Marvel TV show, right? Which is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I'm assuming he's including animated. I would assume it would be animated. DC uh, animated shows are by far better than Marvel's. Uh, well, DC animated movies, you mean? Yes. There's a lot of good Marvel animated movies, too. So we've talked about that on we a have. past podcast. I think we did a dude, whole top 10 on it. The dude was here. We did. We did top 10 animated movies. Yeah. Yeah. 
We did animated talk about comic that. book movies, right? So go back and check that one out, and we'll um, yeah, we'll get it. prepared to discuss that more in the future. We we actually he gave us great things to discuss that we should be discussing, but yes, we're, we don't have enough time now. <laughs> right, we don't, but that's we, fine. We have that's... one other listener con uh, comment. Uh, Lisa Camp Piper said, "I'm pretty cool." Discuss. Well, there's argument to be said there uh, about your coolness, but you are nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think she's pretty cool. She's uh, like the head of the park. Yeah, we are on the park board together. She is now the president of the park board. I am just a member of a the lowly board. member. A lowly I member also recently um, went to a Euchre tournament at her house. I was supposed to go. That was pretty cool. They scheduled it for a day I had to work. Yeah. He told me, her husband told me the wrong day first. And I said, yes, absolutely. We'll be there. And then the day before it happened, he's like, oh, he's like, just checking if you guys are available December 31st at noon. We're like, no, we're not available that day. You told us like January 30th or something like that. It was like a month off. And he's like, oh, I realized that I screwed that up now. And thanks for thanks for responding that you're not coming. Well, the like, the invitation is open for Lisa to come on the podcast and discuss your coolness. You're welcome to come on here anytime, absolutely. and we can uh, discuss our um, high school days because me and Lisa went to high school together. I can tell I you what you know you'd, be, you'd be a lot cooler than David Seedentop if you came on the podcast. Yeah, for sure, because we know he's not going to. So, um, with that, um, what have so, you been watching? Oh. Buddy, let me tell you. I only got two things. What a mistake this was. So I had a close friend of mine tell me that uh, there was a show on Netflix. You got to watch it. He's like, I'm only three episodes in. He's like, but he's like, I hate to say it, but I enjoy it a lot more than I should. He's like, and it's actually pretty fun to watch. And then all of a sudden, there's these women standing around, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you got to make it to the last episode. I cried at the last episode. This was so amazing. This is great. It is called Cheer. Cheer. Uh, I've never heard of it. Oh, well, it's a little documentary about cheerleading. Oh, it's a documentary. Okay. It's a docu-series. Docu-series. About cheerleading. I have absolutely nothing against cheerleading. I also can relate zero to cheerleading. And when... (laughs) It just was not the first episode I watched last night. Amy and I watched uh, before we went to bed. And uh, I mean, it felt like they're only 50 minutes, 56 minutes, something for the first episode. And it felt like forever. I was like, <laughs> is this, do we, is this next episode going to start? Um, it just wasn't very intriguing. I don't like how it was shot. Um, I get that it's a huge competition and they were trying to build that up about, you know, you have two minutes and 15 seconds to do what you've been training to do all year long for this national competition. And that's intense. Like that's an intense thing. Like you could really build the intensity on that. I just don't feel like they did in the very first episode. And it was kind of boring. Was um, it as good as bring it on? No. <laughs> Honestly, no. I mean, Bring It On was caught my attention a lot more than what this does. Yeah. Uh, even though you're dealing with real people and really going to school, it it is kind of cool to me that um, they're following these kids that go to a junior college in Texas, 
And this junior college has won this national championship for uh, cheerleading. They won it like 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, and 2018. And then now they were going back 2019 to try to win it again. And it's following them for that year. And there's only so many people that can make it to the mat. So you have 40 people on a cheer squad and only like 23 of them actually make it to the mat to perform. So it's like a big competition between them all uh, to get on that team. Uh, I understand where you can build suspense in this show. They just didn't do it in the first one. I will probably watch the second episode just to see if it gets any better. I can tell you right now, this will never be something that I watch. Yeah. I didn't think I would either. And I was like, eh, I'll look at it. No Whatever. I finished, I had finished Jack Ryan. So, so that's what my, what you're watching is. Okay. I've been watching Jack Ryan. And? I just, it's a really good show. I really enjoy it. Isn't I'm, it? I'm about halfway through the season. Um, I have been watching it at night and I have had to repeat a couple episodes because I like fall asleep and then I can't, it's very kind of, it's not that it's complicated, but you kind of have to pay attention. And I wasn't paying close enough attention, so then I had to go back and rewatch the whole episode. But not because it's boring, just because it no, was late yeah. at night. Um, no, but I really enjoy it, and I love the um, all the characters. And we'll talk more about it when I finish the season. We'll do a review show. Okay, good. Because I feel like we didn't really do that in the first season, and it probably no, deserves it. it. It's a really good show. It definitely deserves it, and we didn't do it for the first season. It took me a while to watch the first season. I mean, it had been out for... Like oh, a, I, I think we watched like it right year. away. I can't remember. We didn't. Amy and I didn't watch it right away. But then once we got into it, it was like, you know, we just binged it all and watched it. But I really like the second season better. I, I think, like the second season so far better. I, I think the development of Jack Ryan is so much better. He's very intense. He's less of an analyst. Yeah. Um, That's one thing I'm not quite as sure of, but we'll get there. I do. I like I like him a lot. I love John Krasinski. Yeah. If there was a man that I just want to pick me up and give me a nice solid hug, it's John Krasinski, you know? <laughs> Doesn't he look like a guy you just want to give a hug to? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. First of all, I love hugs. Let's get that straight. All right, right Olaf. Chris? I do. And I'd hug the guy. He has a new uh, um, commercial out. I for like the his Super wife Bowl. a lot. She's great. Yeah, she is really great. Uh, Emily, Emily Blunt. Blunt. Um, but he has a new commercial out. It's like a Super Bowl commercial, but they've already put it out. It's for Honda. And uh, him and Rachel Dratch. You remember her from oh, yeah. Saturday Night Live? Yeah. And then uh, one other guy. Why can't I think of his name? Big Poppy's in it. Uh, so Big Poppy, like the baseball. Oh, yeah. What was his actual name? David Ortiz. Yeah, okay. Um. And there's one other guy that, that does, they're doing a Boston accent. They're talking about Pac and Kaz. And I think it, and they're saying wicked cool. It's a really funny uh, commercial. And I suggest everybody go and watch it right <laughs> okay. now because it's hilarious. What else have you been watching? Oh, uh, what did I have written down here? Um, oh, I finally, yeah, I already talked about finishing that Aaron Hernandez thing, but I finally finished the Kevin Hart documentary. Oh yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I like Kevin Hart a lot. Um, I think it's, I think it's fun just to I see like Kevin like Hart he just because he's super inspirational. Yeah. I like the, I just love behind the scenes looks into people's lives. And yeah. I felt like it was a really good description of like what his life 
is legitimately like. And that dude is super busy. Like he's making himself busy because he wants to have like a purpose and do things that he enjoys. He's got his own production company. He produces like comedic shows all the time. It's called the LOL network, which I was not aware of until I got on YouTube and started seeing all these things pop up. And that's what it is. It's like a YouTube series that comes up. Uh, He's got a comedy show and there's one where he sits in an ice bath with another comedian. It's kind of funny, Uh, but he's just doing so much stuff. And it's, it is inspirational because you can say, yeah, well, this guy makes hundreds of millions of dollars. He's so rich. You could do whatever you wanted. You're right. But he legitimately did come from nothing and decided to do stand-up when, when a lot of stand-up comedians are that way. They come from literally nothing and decide to do comedy and people think they're funny and they, and it launches them from there. But you have to build that up. Like, it's a trained thing. Right. You don't just get to walk in front of someone and then they're like, oh, here's $50 million because you were so funny. No, like, you literally have to go out and grind it out at these comedy clubs late at night whenever you can get a spot. Um, Just like the one guy that we used to watch. What's that show? He was, like, a very Christian man. Crashing. Crashing. What's that comedian's name? Pete Holmes. Yeah, I love that show. Check that show out on HBO. So Pete Holmes, that yeah, that show really describes what comedians do. Really, I think that show really describes it well. In that you take a spot at a comedy club at one in the morning to do your set. There might be two people sitting in the club. Yeah, and they're going to pay you fifty dollars. But you have to continuously do that until you make a name for yourself, and then you can get better spots at or the don't. clubs. Yeah, or you don't. But you. If you start to make a name for yourself, you'll get better spot spots, uh, you know, earlier shows. Uh, or if you are already the super early show, they'll give you the later show where people show up to. And you just work from there. And it shows what he did. Um, he's very positive about it. Uh, it was real because it shows, like, how bad he screwed up, even being as rich and famous as he is. Right. It's like showing the dynamic between his wife and him on like he's a human being and he's like I'm an idiot. It's like I'm trying to constantly better myself and this is a you know a lot of these things are huge setbacks for me. It's like I fail just like anybody else can fail. I just I like that. I think it's really neat. So talking about Kevin Hart, I also went and took Grady and saw Jumanji 2 finally. Oh, finally. Oh, uh, this last week. I can't weekend. believe it's still in uh <clears throat> It is. I was glad it was because we had a sick child over the weekend that, oh, here's a good story real quick. We were at a friend's house, brought dinner over. Um, just Corleone. Wasn't me. Nope, wasn't at your house. Uh, you'll rem- you would remember this. Uh, Grady, we were there for like 50 minutes. Grady was at the top of their stairs and literally fell backwards from the top stair down the stairs. Fell on his back, flipped down the stairs. Knocked all the wind out of him. So Amy runs, like we heard it happen, uh, and kids were screaming. Amy runs in there because he can't breathe because it knocked the wind out of him. And she's going to help him. So as she gets over to meet him, I'm standing in the kitchen, and Grant comes like walking up to me and like projectile vomits all over the kitchen oh my at the God. exact moment this, this happened. And we had just eaten spaghetti, so he vomits spaghetti everywhere. 
And so I start moving him down the hallway to go to the bathroom. He throws up all the way down the hallway. I get him in the bathroom, all over the floor, never made an ounce of it in the toilet. So once we got to the actual bathroom to the toilet, didn't need to puke anymore, just stood there. And so we did a thorough cleanup of their basically their entire house of cleaning this up while Grady sat on the couch like as stiff and straight as he possibly could because he hurt his back, oh which wasn't actually hurt that bad. He just bruised it real bad and knocked the wind out of him. So he stood real straight. And then we get Grant and everybody out to the car. Grady threw a fit because we had to leave. Like, really? Like, he's like, I don't understand why we have to leave, Dad. Your brother just threw up all over this house, and you fell down the stairs and can't move right. right. We're going home now. Like, the night's over, okay? Can't have fun anymore. Way to go, kids. <laughs> yeah. And we were there literally 45 minutes before this happened, and then we're like, well, time to go home. So Grant was sick all night long until like 3.30 in the morning, and then on Saturday, um, he was fine. It was like just. How are you bad. not sick? I never got sick. Amy never got sick. There was a bunch of people. You're from probably school. sick right now and transmitting a virus, and you don't even know about it. And I'm leaving on vacation in like four and days. You're gonna throw up all over the, the I hate plane. You. Don't you're touch anything in this oh. office. <laughs> you're gonna throw up all over the plane ride. Anyway, so on Saturday when Grant was recovering from this flu, Grady was not sick at all and he was feeling relatively fine besides the bruise on his back so i said grady we're gonna go me and you are gonna go do something so we went and saw jumanji too and uh he loved it i loved it i don't think it's as good as the first one i just i don't really remember the first one that much but i like this one a lot but i also like the first one but i don't remember enough about it to make a determination on which one i liked better really we we'd watched the first one quite a few times because the boys loved it so much. So we watched it a lot. And I think it was a little bit funnier. I think the second one, um, I, I don't want to say it's slow. It's not slow at all. It's just that there are parts that just aren't as funny as right. the first movie. But I loved it. I think it's still a really great movie. Um, I like how they switch characters a lot. Like each actor yeah. gets to switch parts up. It's really fun. If you get it, if anybody got a chance to see it, good. If you haven't, rent it. Yeah. Stream it whenever it comes out. It's a really good movie. I love the direction they went with the the new Jumanji movies, and they could easily make a third one. They're going to. Oh, yeah. Of course. Obviously. Made like a billion dollars. Danny Danny DeVito is amazing. And then the Aquafina, the lady that I hate her name because her name's Aquafina. Is she's really good? She? Uh, she's got a new show out that's supposedly really good, and I haven't seen it. But she, they're talking about it as being great. It's on Comedy Central. Oh, okay. She had a movie that came out too that was apparently really great. Yeah, and she got was, nominated for a Golden Globe. But she got she won at, it, right? She got snubbed at the Oscars. Yeah, but she so. won it, I think, at the yeah. Golden Globes. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, what else you got? That's it. That's all I've watched. I got two things I, I started watching um, briefly. Um, since I got a new DVR, I. Oh, you had did? to go in. Yeah, I got a new one just because my old one was crap. It's actually been, I've had an old one that I bought. So in like oh, 2011, here we, here we go. My house got struck by lightning. Yes. And it ruined everything. Burnt to the ground. I got a new TV. I got a new AV receiver. I got, uh, and it burned out the HDMI port on my DVR. Oh, that so sucks. I ordered a new one. Just plugged the ports or the DVR? The whole DVR. Okay. Insurance paid for all of it. Yeah. So I plugged in and I could never get it to work. I called uh, DirecTV, blah, blah, blah. It would just get stuck on this activation screen. 
Really? So I'm like, well, whatever. The old one still worked with the, uh, not composite, the, um, you know, the... Audio-visual cables, like red, yellow. Yeah. Not the not like the two, not red, white, and yellow, but with like the red, blue, and green. Green. Oh, okay. Yes. It's not compo- component. Component. So yes. you still get HD. I gotcha. Yes. And it had still had an optical audio output, mm-hmm. and I have an AV receiver, so it really makes no difference. So I've been using it. And then finally, I, got an, I was getting a new TV. I'm like, I, I'm going to get out that old... That brand new DVR is still in the box that's been yeah. sitting in the box since 2011. Because it's way better than the one I had. The one I had is from like 2005 okay. or six, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's super slow and it has like no storage and it's always full. Yes. So I get it out, I plug it in, still can't get it to work, can't get it to activate on DirecTV. So I call up the company that I bought. I bought it on Amazon, but the company that... Oh, here we go. It's like a black market deal. No, it's a DirecTV box. But I bought it through a company called Solid Signal. They're a huge DirecTV supplier. Oh, okay. Um, and I, in the box, there's a piece of paper that said, if you're having problems, don't call DirecTV to activate. Call Solid Signal. And it gives you a number. Really? And I'm like, oh, okay. Never saw this nine years so ago. So I called Solid Signal, and I'm talking to them, and then they're like, ah, oh, yeah, it's not working. The number won't even come up in their system. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, when did you, when is it? When did you get this? And I said, uh, I think like a couple years ago. <laughs> they knew you were lying. And they finally looked up at the order number. They're like, 2011? And I'm like, yeah. Whoa. They're like, well, it's still the most current model DVR. It is? Yeah. They got a newer ones now, but they've changed their system. Like for what it is, it's still, it's good to go. Like it's a good model. It's actually people seek out this model versus the new ones because the older ones are better. Huh. That amazes me that the the way technology goes, that it would still even be relevant. There are new ones that are like 4K and they're better for this or that. But like there's a lot of people that want, want these older boxes for whatever reason. Strange. Um, so she's like, yeah, I mean, that's a great box. She goes, but... Um, you know, like two years ago, DirecTV changed their whole like system, and it's like impossible to activate that box now. It's gar- literally garbage. No way. They're like, just throw it away. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to throw like, this away. Like, I paid away. for this. Make it work. Yeah. And they're like, can't do it. Throw it away. So I'm like, whatever. They can't make I, it I, work. I get super pissed off. Whatever. Hang up the phone. So I call DirecTV back, and I tell them everything that just transpired. And the guy I got on the phone, and mind you, I've talked to DirecTV now like six different times over the last five and years. And the guy's like, no, we can make it work. Five minutes. No way. Yeah, five minutes. So is it's there a like buttons, a... Worked. Is it like a cheat code where he's like, all right, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, yeah, right, I AB. think that's what it was. I think it's like the... <laughs> You've tried to activate this six times. Like, I have tried many times before, but every time they're like, we have to send out a tech. And I'm like, no. No. I'm not going to sit around and wait for a technician. Make it work. My dad just had a recent um, run-in with the old uh, dish or what, DirecTV. And uh, because I told him he needs to update stuff. Like, he's got, he had a terribly old TV, um, and he has the original receiver from... Direct TV that he got when I still lived at home, like even before I deployed, lived at home. So we're talking my senior year, like 2005, 2004, like around that area when they 
had upgraded to that one. So it's at least 15 years old, 16 years old, something like that. And I went over there and I'm like, dad, you have to update this stuff. It's looks ridiculous. You just need to do it. So he wanted to update his internet and the, the boxes that he's got. And he had already bought a new TV. That's what sparked my, me telling him he had to upgrade. I said, because you don't have a, uh, like an HD receiver for any of your stuff. So you have this nice HD TV you just brought, bought, and it still has this really crappy small box. Like standard definition picture. Yeah. And I said, you can't do this. You have to update it. So he calls. They tell him, oh, yeah, you can get uh, the Uverse stuff, and we're going to upgrade you to this. We just have to uh, cancel your subscription and do a new one. Um, he's like, okay. So, oh, this was through AT&T. And uh, so through AT&T, that's what they were going to do. That's terrible. Well, then AT&T like, is awful. They're like, hang on. Yeah, I know. And then they're like, well, we have to cancel your previous subscription. Okay. He's like, and then we have to start a new subscription for you. And he kept saying like, well, why can't you just like give me the new stuff? Like stop the old one and start the new one. They're like, well, where did you get, who was your provider before this? He's like, you, you're my provider. They're like, no, we don't, uh, we didn't do that. He's like, I've had this phone number for 35 years. He's like, and Everything I've ever gotten from DirecTV has been for like 30 years. He said, I've never changed anything. This is all through you guys. Like, I don't understand. Well, DirecTV got bought by AT&T. By AT yeah. And he's like, I, none of this has changed. My account is the same. They're like, uh, it looks like this is from a different provider. He's like, no, I I'm telling you, this is all through you. So he talked to like eight different people on eight different days. And finally, the last guy he talked to, he's like, he asked him, he's like, well, who's your provider? He said, AT&T. I've told every one of you. He's like, oh, this is like a five minute fix then. Really? It took him like eight days with a bunch of different That's people what happened for to hours me. That's what happened to me. of stuff. And he's like, I don't understand how, how that ever would happen. He's like, how would you not know that my phone number has been provided through AT&T. It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable that he's still got a phone number. He's had a landline forever. My parents even got rid of theirs. Did they? They switched a while ago to... Uh, I think I would have an emotional issue with them getting rid of that phone number. They still have the phone number. They just switched it to um, a VOIP. Oh, yeah. A service. Uh, UMA, it's called. And it costs like... Five dollars a month. Yeah, I mean, but that's they transfer the, their number. Uverse does the same thing, like AT and Yeah, it's the same thing. But uh, so anyway, yeah. th- I got a new DVR, so yes. I had to go back and re-record all the shows I had. So I was just like, oh, there's new shows because it's a new year. So there's a bunch of new shows on. Yes, and I've watched some of them. I watched that Unicorn. I talked about that last week. I've been watching that. It's not bad. Yeah, what's that on? Uh, don't know. One of them. Unicorn. There was one called Somebody's Extraordinary Playlist. Where she hears music in her head. Yeah, that's a movie, isn't it? No, it's a TV show. I, I haven't watched that one yet. I recorded it. Well, there was, a, there was a movie called that. Sure. And then they made it into a TV show. Must have. Um, but there was a new comedy on Fox called Outsmarted. The whole reason I even was interested in the first place, I don't like sitcoms in generally. Newer ones anyway. 
There hasn't um, been really a good one in years. No. Well, Big Bang Theory was pretty good. All right, it's all right. But anyway, it came out. The only reason I was interested is because the stars of it were uh, are Jason Biggs. Ooh, I like him. I like him. And then um, Maggie Jill Lawson, Hall. I think is her name. She was on the show Psych, and I loved her on the show Psych, and I love the show Psych. Oh, yeah. Psych he, was a really good show. He was like Sean's love interest. She yeah. was the female cop. Yes, I remember her. So I'm a big fan of hers. So I flipped this thing on. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. I mean, whatever. What was the name of this again? Outsmarted. Outsmarted. The okay. premise is uh, parents of three genius children. Okay. I've seen promos for this. It is literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I could not get through. Oh, no. Literally could not get through five minutes of it. Really? The laugh track is so ridiculous. It has a laugh track, which why is that still Why a thing? is that still a thing? Yeah. And not a live studio audience. A recorded laugh track. Like Big Bang Theory had a live studio audience. Right. Now, granted, it still had a laugh track. In, in they parts, all do. Yeah, they for all sure. Do. They're not recording the laughter of the audience, I right. don't think. But um, this is the worst laugh track I've ever heard. And it's like constant. Like every single thing they say, there's a cue in for a laugh track. And it's outrageous. Oh my gosh. And it's not funny, it's terrible. It's so, really, really bad. So it's going to have about four or five episodes. I don't even think it'll get that many. It's really bad. Enough. It's really, really bad. So that's garbage. Do not watch that. Um, Marley flipped on a yeah, show. Yeah, but the, now I kind of want to watch it. You to need see to see how it just to see is. how bad it is. I mean, I, I, I think seriously. that's a thing, right? You don't have Fox, though. So, Well, you have Antenna. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I got Hulu. Um, there's another show uh, on Netflix, I believe, that Marley started watching the other day. Somehow she got wrestled control of that fire remote i don't uh, know how it's a very rare thing that happens awful. whenever she gets a hold of the television it turns to news and then i throw a hissy fit like a child <laughs> like, no like, no we no. don't watch the news <laughs> i freaking hate I, the news i don't really I like the news at all hate it. why does she always watch the news That's you do all she wants this. to watch is the news why I don't know, man, but I can't see Amy it. never watches the news. Amy has no idea what's going on <laughs> in the world. She, Marley doesn't even watch it, really. She doesn't even pay attention. I don't know. But anyway, there was a show on, a new show called Virgin River. So she flipped it on because it was, it was, okay. they were advertising it on Netflix. And uh, it's on Netflix? Yeah. It is, it's really bad, too. It's bad, dude. Um, like bad production, bad acting, bad I don't know. story. Yes, all of the above. It's like the characters are so cliched okay. and the dialogue is so hokey. And it's like this woman from LA that moves to this like small town oh, in Northern California. You've already killed it for and, me. I can't uh, stand that. You know, she can't get along. You know, they're just live they're just country folk. We we live out in the middle yeah, they're of nowhere. So dumb. They're they're in Northern California, but they literally it's like they live in Uh, it's like they live in the outskirts of Alaska with no communication with the outside world whatsoever. That's how they're portraying this town and these people. It's insanity. In Northern California. And um, anyway. Isn't that something? It's so bad. The whole time me and Marley are both like, this is the worst thing ever. And then something else would happen. We're like, I can't believe how bad this is. Why are we watching this? I couldn't stop though. Really? Episode one ended and I'm like, I got to see what happens in episode two. So you, there's actually some good actors. So there in was it. some buy-in to the characters, like what was happening to I, these characters. I think it was just, it's like because you, it's it was, like bad soap opera, like so bad you can't stop watching. I mean, General Hospital was not bad. 
it's like that kind of but the some of the acting is pretty good some of the acting is atrocious but some of the actors you'd recognize from other things uh i don't know their names but they're you've seen them and stuff yeah um willem dafoe no i don't know if i'll continue watching any of it i doubt it so you watched two, two episodes i watched two episodes yeah what the premise is just a lady that moves it's from a, it's a lady that's obviously gone through some trauma in her life and you don't really know why but they, they it's there's flashbacks in every episode like giving you a backstory okay. i don't know if her husband died or what happened i don't sure. know exactly uh, but she's a nurse and she's like an er nurse in la like a high powered er nurse yes and she moves to this small town because the town has this old doctor who's like in his 70s and for some reason, the town is hiring the nurse for the doctor. Oh, doesn't okay. make any sense. Yeah, the town hires her to come be a nurse practitioner. She's a nurse practitioner for the doctor to like help take over his practice. Sure, because he's getting old. But he's like a curmudgeon. Because that's what they do. Because he's like a curmudgeonly old doctor, and he's like setting his ways of mm, medicine. Right. But you find out deep down, like he's got his reasons for being the way he is, and maybe <laughs> she could learn a thing or two about. Okay. The way things really are in the real world, right? And maybe he could learn a thing or two about the value of teamwork and the value of modern medicine. Yeah, <laughs> of modern day medicine. This is what this show is about. And, okay. and the whole time, you know, of course, she wants to leave this town. There's all these problems. Yeah, she doesn't want to be there. The cabin that she was supposed to live in because she's got room and board for a year on her contract from mm-hmm. the city to be a nurse for a private doctor. <laughs> <laughs> The cabin's a piece of shit. <laughs> of course. Not what it was advertised. No cell so, phone signal. Yeah, we'll we'll fix up this cabin. Head on up to Jack's bar while we do that. Of course, the bartender is a handsome folk. A handsome man. But yeah. he's a he's an, a Marine and he's got some PTSD issues. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. You're not selling But anything. she learns the you know, she learns the value of small town living and, and the I'd, beauty of the Virgin River. Just don't understand why you ever watch this. <laughs> I don't understand why you would ever have ingested. I didn't. Marley turned it on, but honestly, she wanted to turn it off. And after the first episode, I'm like, I don't want to see what happens. I need to find out why they hired her. I need to find out who the why there's an abandoned baby (laughs) on the porch of the doctor's office. Whose baby is that? (laughs) Who cares? It's not a real baby. So I've been watching that. Um, The other thing I'm going to start watching, and I haven't, and I made a post about this, but I'm kind of excited for it. There is a uh, young lady that I know that I went to Africa with actually years oh, yeah. ago. She uh, she's a friend of the family, and her her parents are uh, really close friends of the family. And um, she is gone on. I, I don't know exactly all her backstory. It'd be cool to have her on actually to talk about what she's doing sometime. That but, would be great. But she's I think uh, that's a really good. Yeah, idea. she's an actress, um, and she was starring in some uh, live productions in chicago oh really um, like uh, like small theater production type things and yeah and i think it was i actually think it was evanston but i'm not really sure uh but my parents have gone up to a couple of her different um shows and um my dad actually called me and he goes have you seen um chloe is her name have you seen chloe, what she, i like that name yeah have you seen what she's been uh doing um lately and i said no he goes well i really think you guys should have her on the podcast because she's she's doing exactly the same thing you guys are doing and I'm like, huh, what is she doing? Anyway, so her and her friends, uh, I don't know, friends, colleagues, actors, whatever, producers, they've made a web series 
um, that they are releasing now starting about a week ago now from this. Yeah. Uh, it's called Like What You Like, and it is a, it's a series, a web series that is going to be on YouTube and Facebook that they have created, um, written, star in, shot, um, and like not this isn't like fan stuff. They're like really artists. No, this is real. Yeah. And uh, it's based on, it's written to be based on a Shakespeare play. Okay. Um, I don't know enough about Shakespeare. I know he wrote like 800 billion plays, so it's probably one I've never heard of. Yeah. A lot um, of it they think though wasn't actually him. I know. Well, let's not talk about that right okay. now. Okay. Uh, but they have a full length trailer out. And actually, now that you're listening to this, the show is actually already out. So if you go on Facebook to like what you like the series, you can follow it along. Or if you go on YouTube, I believe it's subscribe to Tiny Cat Productions on YouTube, and you can catch each of the five episodes in the arc as they come out. Um, it says as they come out this fall, but it's coming out this spring uh, or this winter. Featuring an all Chicago cast, Like What You Like was shot on a Google Pixel phone with Moment Lenses by cinematographer Paul Stafford. Moment, I was just looking at Moment Lenses today. So they look amazing. These guys are doing exactly what we want to do, and they are liking what they like, and they're putting their art out in the world, and it's really inspiring to me. And, um, do you, do you have like her contact information? Like, is there a way we can contact oh, yeah, her for to sure. get her on the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can. Totally, we can get her on the show. Because I think that would be if she wants a to be on it. Phenomenal thing to get her on to have her. But they have talk a, about what she's doing. Yeah, they have the Facebook and YouTube, and um, you know, from the looks of it, they, you know, I'm not, they, I'm sure they could use the publicity, and it would be great if everybody that listens to our show would take two minutes right now to go to like what you like the series on Facebook or tiny cat productions on YouTube, check it out and just comment and leave a review and maybe mention that you listen to snarf talk and that's where you heard about it. That would be great for all parties involved. So that's a really easy thing you can do for free right now to do us a huge favor. And I think it would help them out tremendously because, um, you know, it's it's key to like the sharing and the viral nature of things is how you are able to be successful on social media. Social media is a difficult platform to break into. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so I think we should support them. And if you watch it, and and I haven't watched it yet, so we'll we'll watch it all and we'll review it. Um, if you don't like it, then That's it fine. doesn't matter. You can still support artists by giving them encouraging words and giving them exposure. That's all they're asking for. So yeah, please do that. That would be great. It looks very interesting. There was a, I like their trailer. They have some like funny moments in it and it looks cool. I'm definitely going to check it out. I, I watched the trailer and I was intrigued enough, but I also just thought like, it looks like they're doing something cool here. I I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, for sure. So there's that. So that's it, I think, for this week. Uh, we've reached our time limit. You guys will have to tune in next week for um, 10 good movies on Netflix to watch on date night. Yeah. because Or maybe we'll release it for Patreon. I thought I, I brought it up as a joke. Yep. And then I started then looking he, through the list. And I'm like, oh, there are some good movies on here. Oh, I wouldn't mind talking about a couple of these movies. You know what I bet, what I, you know what I bet what's on there? Like what? One of the movies that's on there? 500 Days of Summer. 
A Zoe Deschanel movie. It's not on there, but there is one movie starring. That's not in there. George, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There's another movie with him on here. Dark Knight Rises. Nope. Yep, nailed it. Nope, but there is a comic book movie on here. There is. It's a pretty interesting list. Yeah, we'll have to get into it another time. I mean, we could do it on Patreon right now. We could. Maybe. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so check out patreon.com slash snarfcomics and subscribe to get additional podcasts. We got a bunch of them out now, so you have yes. no excuse. Um, Lots of stuff. We also have levels where you can get T-shirts. We haven't sent those out yet. Um they will be coming if you're a subscriber. Trust me, they're coming. We're waiting to queue up a big order because it's cheaper that way. Big old order. Um, we have new stickers coming out. We have new T-shirts that are going to be coming out uh, with a new design. Um, check out our blog over at snarfcomics.com. Um, we do recaps of every show. You can also catch the show on there, plus uh, additional blog articles, usually written by Jerry, mm-hmm. on a variety of subjects. And, um, yeah, if you could just give us a shout-out on any of our social media by leaving us, um, the best thing to do is leave us reviews. Reviews um, are the best, On iTunes people. is the best, or on Apple Podcast app, but also on uh, Facebook. And like and subscribe to our Instagram and Facebooks at Snarf Comics, Twitter as well. Um, and <laughs> just engage and spread the word. That's one thing we've Please. been asking about lately is to spread the word, spread the gospel of Snarf. Talk to a couple of your friends. Get them to listen to the show. That helps us out a lot. Um, it also helps us out for you to send us ideas and show ideas and things you'd like us to talk about. Um, so the, to the guy that sent us those ideas for this week that we didn't get to, we will get to those. We're getting to them. Um, they're on our list now. So thank you, and we do appreciate that. And I wish we would have talked about them more um, to reward you for that right, participation. <laughs> and uh, But we will send you a sticker. Get on, uh, get on the website, get on any of our social media, get your Snarf Madness bracket, yeah, fill it out. That's the big thing right now. In. Get your Snarf Madness bracket, but also get a bunch of other people to do the Snarf Madness yes. bracket. And we're not joking around this year. Last year we did have, we did do gift cards, but yeah, it was like a mystery gift card, but we did end up doing like $50 gift cards or something. Plus t-shirts and stickers. Yeah. This year, it's going to be significantly more. Yeah, it's going to the be winner like is going of to thousands win of dollars. Significantly more money. So people, you need to, you want to be involved. Please. Yes. So, Please and thank you. So for this week, I've been Jerry. I've been Chris. See, See you. Ya.